Broadcasting live from Buffalo State College, here is The Blitz on 91.3 FM. Welcome to The Blitz on 91.3 FM, WBNY Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Student Activity Fee. My name is Double D. It is a wonderful Wednesday. I'm trying to do a Joe Kelly with his Freaky Friday, you know, kind of alliteration there. Uh, but I am joined for at least the first couple of minutes uh, with Evan Harrington and Terry Saunders. Hello. Yeah, you you can speak. Don't worry. <laughs> Didn't he say Funky Friday, Joe? Or Funky Friday? Okay, sorry. <laughs> we got Wacky Wednesday and wacky Funky Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> one, we'll, we'll make something up, maybe. Oh, you know what, Daniel? Let me tell you what you've been teasing since like last week that you have something in the store for us. I don't I know do. if Harrington's going to be able to partake, but if when Joe comes in here, that I can't wait to see what kind of I, sick, twisted game you have in store for us today, Dan. Let me tell it, you what. It's a little unfair. If Harrington's here, no offense, Harrington, but you know a lot about it. And I feel like Tanner and Joe just don't have or Let, wouldn't let's... have the same knowledge of you as you, you know. And, and I'll tell you once you leave what it is. But I'm not going to say it because I don't want Tanner to go searching for like until Joe gets here and figures out all my answers. I don't want that. Don't... Right, well, let's save it for another time. Or later in the show, I don't know. That's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah, that's what, exactly right. what we're doing. Um, you know, let, let's get this show started with the elephant in the room. And, you know, I'll, I'll play a clip from last night that it was positive, but, you know, just, just wasn't wasn't positive enough. Back for Thompson. Canucks still have a player without a stick out there defending. Far side, score! Power with the shot, and that one was deflected in front. And the Sabres cut the lead to two. It's 5-3, Canucks. Yeah, that game. Sabres Canucks. Or Sabres lose, ultimately, 5-4. And they now have a six-game losing streak. I don't know if it's going to end anytime soon. I don't know. It, are, the Sabres are just in such a down, I don't know, down bad area. I don't know what <laughs> what words to use here. But I they're either just not feeling themselves anymore or I, I don't know. Is it Granado not putting up a good enough system or is it that other teams are now figuring out the system and the Sabres are not adjusting until they actually figure out, oh, hey, maybe we can move it here and here. You know, move this guy to this line, move that guy up, you know, shift everything around. But I I have that feeling. And, Tanner, you kind of gave me props for it last night. You said you may have to buy me flowers soon uh, because I, 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 may be, uh, I, I may be right. Yeah, I said I might have to give you your flowers. I'm not willing to do it just yet because we're still, you know, like a quarter into the season, but it's trending that direction. This team has just been horrific as of late. I mean, 
seven and three in the first ten, then you go on a six game losing streak. The vibes have completely left the building. I mean, literally, the only positive thing we have left is that Tage Thompson is on pace to be a hundred point scorer this year. But still, we're going to be below five hundred and miss the playoffs. Now, maybe I got a little too you know overzealous during that first ten game stretch when we went seven and three. Maybe I should have tempered my expectations a little bit and knew what was to come because we do, after all, have the youngest team in the NHL. This probably wasn't going to be a year when we were going to make the playoffs to begin with. But it when you get off to that such hot a start like that, it's hard not to feel that way. But now things have come uh, crumbling back down to earth, and it's it's unfortunate, but I guess I shouldn't have expected anything less. And you mentioned that we are the youngest team in the, in the NHL, and you probably thought we weren't going to make the playoffs this season. And I just want to iterate to everyone listening that this season wasn't supposed to, season, wasn't supposed to be a season where the Sabres we're going to make the playoffs. It simply wasn't. You have the youngest roster in the NHL. You have prominent rookies playing in prominent roles on a team that some fans want to make the playoffs, but it simply wouldn't happen with rookies playing as far as they are in our lineup. And I was listening to the After Lee Whistle podcast with Andrew Peters and Craig Raffae the other day, and it was their latest episode up to date, which I'm pretty sure it still is, with former Buffalo Sabres legend Thomas Vanek. And he was basically saying, Kevin Adams has done a lot of good things for the Buffalo Sabres thus far. And I don't think anyone's going to simply disagree with that. He's made some good moves. He's drafted some good prospects. But now at this point in time, you have to get into a roster build. You have to start building the actual roster for the future. Because I can tell you right now, the roster that the Sabres have right now isn't going to be their roster in 25 games. And what I mean by that and this is the point Thomas Vanek was making, throughout these next 20 or 25-ish games, you're going to have to put a Jack Quinn on the top line. You're going to have to put a J.J. Paterka on the power play. You're going to have to put these young guys in roles and see where they fit within throughout your lineup. And a player that he was kind of exemplifying and and throwing out there was Casey Middlestat, right? Casey Middlestat is a player that we all know that is solid, He can do some good things. He has his up-and-down moments. But for the most part, he is a solid player in the National Hockey League. But you have to look at this roster, and this is where it comes down to roster building, and a guy like Kevin Adams has to step in and start depleting this roster and start getting guys uh, that are going to fit more in the lineup. Because, right, when you look at this roster, how many players have we drafted over this time? How many prospects do we have? We have three centers. We have a couple wingers still in the prospect pool. On this on this roster, we're still scratching rookies and prospects. So at a sooner or later, you're going to have to start filtering some of these guys out and see which ones are going to be for the future. And like a guy like Casey Middlestat, I don't know if he's part of the future or not. I, I think he's a guy that can play on this roster. But is he your second-line center? Is he your third-line center? Or would you rather move him off your roster as your third-line center and stick a guy like Peyton Krebs? Give him an opportunity. Let's see if Peyton Krebs can be a full-time third-line center in the NHL instead of just sticking him on the fourth line on the wing. Like, you got to give some of these players opportunities. And this is where I think Kevin Adams has to step in and start realizing what type of roster he wants to build for the future. And that goes with goaltending, defensemen, and the forward core. And I think over the next 30 games or so, you're going to see that, whether we're winning or losing. He's going to have to see what type of players he has. And it has to start soon. Right? Whether that's you're going to go out and get a couple of veterans, or you're simply just going to filter out some of the younger guys and try to just do something. Uh, but also, 
my 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 one thing with uh, Don Granado as well is that, that was like my little like tip knock over to Kevin Adams, and then we'll swing back to the game. But my one thing with Granado is how can we tell how good a Jack Quinn could be? And I know Quinn was out of the lineup due to an injury last night, but how good can we tell a kid like Jack Quinn can be if all you're doing is taking him in and out of the lineup some nights, sticking him on the power play twice a game, and then throwing him on the fourth line for eight minutes a night? Jack Quinn, when he's back in the lineup, has to play 15 games with Tage Thompson and Jeff Skinner. He has to be thrown on the first line because, again, this season is not a season where you have to make the playoffs. This is a season where you have to see and develop your players, develop your organization, and develop yourself as a coach, right? We all know Don Granado, we all know Don Granado can develop players. That's not—no one's questioning that. He's been a development coach his entire life. The guy can do it. Can he be a coach in the NHL? Has he won games in the National Hockey League? He's went on winning streaks. He's won some games. He's built a culture. We know he can do that. But can you sustainably win games in the NHL? We don't know yet. The only way you're going to know if you can do that is by building your roster for the future. This this roster is not going to win games sustainably. It's just not. They are too young. They don't have the experience. We only have one line that is rolling consistently at this point. And just there's a lot, you know, we're just trying to throw at the wall right now. Throw at the fan, per se. And it's going to take it's gonna take about 20 to 30 to even 35 games, really, to build up this roster. And, and, I, and I think they're going to do that very soon. They're going to have to start depleting it and really start figuring it out. Because you can't just do that in, like, the regular season because, or the offseason. Like, the big thing, like, I know you, Dan, were like, go get a veteran, go get a veteran. But you have all these young players. You want to see what some of these young guys can do on the ice, you know? Like you want to see how a Quinn, a Paterka, a Krebs, a Power, um, a Middlestack, because he's still young. You want to see how Thompson's still going to develop, Dylan Cousins. Like, these are a lot of young players. Rasmus Asplund, Jacob Bryson, he's still relatively young. Lawrence Pyle's coming back. He's still a young enough defenseman. Yoki Haru, like, you want to see Rasmus Dahlin take the next jump. So you want to see all these guys just keep developing within their own. And you're doing that with Don Granato as your head coach, as a development coach. I don't know if Don Granado's a coach that's going to win us a Stanley Cup, but I know he's a coach that at least is going to be developing these guys for over the years, and you want to keep that guy there to at least just develop the core type of young players you're going to get, but it's going to take a little bit longer. But yeah, that was that was a frustrating loss last night. Ah, I love when the cookie crumbles. How can I not? I mean, you guys had all these hopes, and they came crumbling down already. And I'm just sitting here like, knew it. Uh, Yeah, early in the season, I get it. Oh, my God, I'm making too many early assumptions. This is the same Sabres team we have seen over and over I don't think this is the same Sabres team. This this is. It's just going to be a repeat. We only have one good line. Eichel, Reinhardt, Skinner. Um, Now it's Thompson, Skinner, Tuck. One good line. Second line cannot be good with middle stat. Well, your second line's led by Cousins. Is it Cousins now? You know, they moved that so much because they don't, they can't figure out the lines anymore. Well, uh, well this is what this, I'm saying. Like, like what the, the, the reason this is a different Sabres team is because Sabres teams in the past were trying to win. They were trying to make the playoffs, whether that was led with Jack Eichel and Ryan I, O'Reilly, I Jack like... Eichel, Vander Kane, Jack Eichel, whoever else, uh, Taylor Hall. 
those teams weren't winning. Those teams were destined to make the playoffs. Those teams, in our eyes, were seemed fit to make the playoffs. This team doesn't deserve to make the playoffs. They don't need to make the playoffs, in my eyes, because you have a lot riding in your bottom nine. You need three lines in this league to roll. You need three lines that you can consistently roll with and be competent with, and that's what Granado and Adams are trying to build. You are trying to build a solid three lines. You have one right now, or you at least have one player that can center a line, and you can kind of throw players throughout the lineup because there's no sustained first line in hockey. You can throw wingers up on the center's line, whatever. With Tage Thompson, you know you have a first-line center. I think we can all agree we have a second-line center in the, in the making in Dylan Cousins yep. with first-line potential. He is really good. I, he's I really good. Yeah, no, he's been a very good bright and this spot is my over thing. The, like, the past two years. This is my thing. You have, like, Granado and Adams are trying to filter out this roster. Who's going to be in their top six? Who's going to be in their top nine? Who, in the future, we're going to just get rid of or not keep on this team because we know they're not going to be a top six player or a top nine player for us. Like, we don't know if Jack Quinn's going to be a top six player for us. I would like to think he could be, but that time will tell. J.J. Paterka, I think he has really good rapport thus far with Dellen Cousins uh, on his wing. I think he's really good. Victor Olsen. We don't know what Victor Olsen's going to be like. We have a lot of players in this lineup that are just scattered, and we don't really have a set two or three lines. So it's really just learning and developing. And I think really very soon we have to just tighten up this group of players and, like, pick. Okay, we have – these are our top six guys. It's going to be Tuck, Skinner, Thompson, Cousins, Quinn Paterka, for example. I'm not saying all that. And then your bottom – your body – in your top nine, it could be, like – as of right now, maybe like Krebs, just for the rest of the season, like Krebs, Henestroza, maybe trade away Olufsen and Middlestat, and then maybe you have like, I don't know, a Poso on the third line or something. Like those are your those are your three lines. Or maybe you, you, you trade for a veteran winger. Maybe you get a veteran winger as winger as your second or third line guy. So it's really just, you know, trying to build the top six and the top nine. We already have our our, our, our first line, we know that Tate Thompson can center a first line. We're, we all know that. He's become that type of player. Um, but this isn't a panic to fire the GM. This isn't a panic to fire the coach. It's a, it's a development year, and that's the way it's going to be. Yes, I think every Sabres fan in this in this room, whether you like the team or not, got excited for a 7-3 and three start. All three of us did, and everyone listening did. You, no one's going to deny that. But at the end of the day, this is a team that's still trying to figure out who their starting goalie is going to be for the future, still trying to figure out what defensemen are still going to be uh, up in this lineup in the future, uh, you know, outside of guys like Darlene Power, um, uh, really, and Samuelson. And then there's really three open spots behind him. Um, and then, again, your forwards. It, it's a development year. It's a learning year. You're going to have to just take it in and soak it in. Losses are going to happen. And this team will probably end up going on another little winning streak sooner rather than later. Later, later, but it's just going to be that type of season. You know, it's funny. You guys had all these playoff expectations. You well, know. I didn't have us making the playoffs. I just, I, I, I have said. You didn't? I, I heard you say that they were going to be a fringe playoff team. No, I have been saying, and Tanner can back me, I have been saying all year long, I want to see this team compete in the month of March and April. That's, that's all I want to say. Tanner, can you... Confirm nor deny, or I just you, want to see the team compete. Are, in are you April. gonna blame that you don't remember anything? 
What? Does that mean I'm copping out? I, no, no, I... no. You just say that when you forget stuff. I'm not going to say. Well, I, I, I can't remember. We probably had that conversation see? months ago. I can't even remember what I ate for breakfast <laughs> well, this no, morning. I, I can see. speak for. That's, I can, that's I, the exact no, answer I was looking for. <laughs> well, I can speak for myself, though. I remember what I said. I remember the exact record I predicted him to have 38, 37, and 7. I said, I've been saying all along that I'd like to see him be. Around 500, if not a couple games over. And, you know, wherever that puts us in the standings, that puts us in the standings. If it's in the playoffs, great. If it's not, then, you know, so be it. But yeah, I, think I just want to see him be around 500 and just to be able to keep it close against good teams. Like, And the Canucks are not a very good team. We should have dusted them. We dusted them earlier in the season 4-1. to one. But against, like, your Bostons of the world, your Vegases, you know, teams like that. And we kept it close against Boston, so that's all you can ask for with a team this young. You'd well, like to see them win, but if yeah. they're not going to win, just at least to be able to compete. And, and just one thing, there is no such thing as a bad team in the NHL. All what? Huh? There's no such thing as a bad team? Yeah, because hockey, any team can win. Any <laughs> That's funny. That's a good joke. Maybe go into comedy with that. Have you met the Arizona Coyotes? Have you met the Sabres for the past decade? Have you seen the Atlanta Thrashers? Oh, wait, they're not a team anymore. The Sabres have Ottawa been... Senators haven't done anything in recent memory. I, I mean, what I, Okay, no, no, Danny, you're taking it there, the wrong way. Yes, record, record-wise, yeah, bad. But when you show up to play... There's no such thing as a bad hockey team okay, in the NHL okay. because there, teams there. can win on lucky bounces. We said we lost to the Coyotes because of bad bounces. Yes, talent-wise, are the Sabres a much better team than the Coyotes? Oh, 110%. 110%. But they beat us because they were the better team that night. There's no such thing as a bad team in hockey because, simply put, any team can win. There's 82 games in a season. Any game can go any way. Back, I, I, you can literally like listen to this to any hockey podcast. They were saying... That in the late 70s, early 80s, other times, or even early 2000s, you could sleep for 75% of the game and you could show up and still probably win 4 nothing. But now, you need to play 100% of the game because literally there's too much talent in the NHL nowadays. The way the game's played, there are too many good players. Anything could happen. Now, uh, I, I love seeing despair. It's kind of nice. It's like, oh wow, you guys have finally calmed down from the 7-3, you know. Um, oh, I just want to say I was also um, I was the happiest fan on Michael Knight. Oh yeah, no, I I wanted to get to that. I was going to yeah. actually segue into that at, at this point because we were alluding to it when it was just me, Joe, and Tanner for yeah, the first thirty minutes on Friday. Uh, we didn't want to talk about it because uh, you were going to be here Monday and then you had to take a test. So I I mean now you're here. So I I want to read the tweet that you sent out. This is. One of the weirdest tweets I've ever seen from you. So, Evan tweets out, I'm ready for the heat. For all the heat I'll receive on this tweet about about Sabres fans. Not all of the fan base, but enough of this fan base is so dreadful, it's hard to be a part of sometimes. This fan base whines and cries over everything. Anytime there's a positive within the organization, there always has to be a negative side to it with this fan base. Again, not all of our fans... But enough of them. Secondly, this fan base only shows up and cheers to heckle and boo a former player, but shows no passion for ours. Sabres will make a play on the forecheck, no cheers. Eichel steps on the ice, place goes ballistic. Cheer for your own team, put that energy into something useful. I say this because myself, 
am a season ticket holder and probably attend 30 plus games a year and stay throughout the the full time win or loss. The fans will whine and cry no matter win or loss and only throw passion, they call it, when booing former players, a.k.a. Eichel. In the 1920 NHL season, this fan base was cheering Eichel like they are now with Josh Allen. After the season, Eichel wanted out, rightfully so. I don't blame the guy. This fan base switched up so quickly, it amazes me how fake a lot of these fans are. Myself and I, or myself, I believe it was time to move on from Eichel, and I'm pleased with talking Krebs on this team. I'm also cheering for Eichel because he gave myself about five good years of enjoyable hockey. Overall, Saber fans, thanks for making our fan base look foolish on national TV tonight. That is so out of pocket for you. So out of pocket. I, I mean, no matter how many times about how we talk about the Sabres, I'm always the negative one, and you're always the positive one. Always. Yeah. Well, and we are talking co- about the team, though. This has right. to do with the fans. Right. And this, and, and this is completely different. I'm siding with the fans, and you're not. I believe they have a right to boo Eichel. Eichel wanted out of here after he changed everything about this team. Why a different coach, he got a different coach. Why a player, got a player. Terry and Kim did so much for Eichel, and they allowed him to basically be the GM and the coach of this team without having the title of it. And when he asked for a trade, that breaks every fan's heart when their star player... Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. When a star player asks for a trade, there's always going to be, why are you doing this to us? We signed you to this big, long deal. You know, we love you here. But we understand that we are losing and we suck, so it's rightfully so that you could ask for a trade. But there is a part where he goes after the fans after his first time coming back to Buffalo, being on Vegas. Because they were booing him the entire time. Because of how he left. He didn't leave subtly. He didn't leave just, you know, we had to have the whole problem with the medical, with his neck how he wanted it, how the team wanted it. Kim and Terry weren't ready to let go and ready to make his life living heck for a year and not let him play anywhere Uh, because of how much we put into Eichel. We did not get what we expected back, and I feel like the fans completely have a right to boo a guy who had control over a team for five years of the half of it or for the full decade of this drought. I, I mean, it's just crazy to think how one player can control a team and then ship it off. I, okay. it, it's first, angering. First of all, he didn't have control. Of the he didn't have fully control of the complete team. That was the <laughs> that was the Pagulas. Secondly, no one cannot blame no one can blame Eichel for wanting to leave the situation he was in. The Sabers were the laughing stock of the NHL for a good five years. They cannot even smell or sniff the playoffs while he was here in his five years of his tenure, right? He's a hyper-competitive athlete. He wants to win. You're not winning in Buffalo. And I will say this about Eichel. Yes, he is an emotional player. He's an emotional guy. He wants to win. He wants to... Emotional jerk. He's an emotional guy. He wants to win. There's a lot of players like that in sports. Secondly, another another point. Request a trade. 
Athletes request trades all the time, and it never gets leaked. There has been countless players on this team that have requested trade over the years, and they are still on the team. And that goes with the Bills, Sabres, any pro sports team. It just happens. I'm sure there has been plenty of times (laughs) Zemgis Gergensons has been on this roster, and he has probably requested a trade. He's been here since 2013. You're telling me once he hasn't requested a trade? Rista Lyons requested trade. He may he may believe that this is the only place that may keep him. A lot of players have that thought about the Sabres because of how bad they are. Zemgis Gergensen. Zemgis Gergensen is the perfect definition of a fourth liner in the NHL. Yeah, how many teams want a fourth liner? On the Sabres, he's like a third liner. Or uh, actually, on the Sabres, he's he's a fourth liner, so he's like your AHL one. No, that's yes. Okay, just because you're a fourth liner on the Sabres doesn't mean you are going to be a terrible player on another team. Brandon Montour was a second and third pairing defenseman on the Buffalo Sabres. Now he is leading the the Florida Panthers in points for defensemen. It doesn't matter where you are lined up on the Buffalo Sabres roster. It depends how you play in other situations. Gergensons could easily be a sustainable fourth liner on the Tampa Bay Lightning. He could. The Toronto Maple Leafs, the Colorado Avalanche, he could. But my point being said, this fan base just dreads, whines, and cries over everything. You boo a guy like Jack Eichel, who gave you five years of enjoyable hockey with a guy, premier talent in the NHL. You can watch that. I get the team wasn't good. The team was never built around Jack Eichel. There never was competent wingers. There was only a couple competent wingers, like a Vander Kane. Uh, Jeff Skinner, Victor Olsen. Like other than that, there really wasn't Sam Reinhart. There wasn't really other competent players within this lineup. Ryan O'Reilly, Darlene came in. Five guys, uh, a 19-year-old kid defenseman. Jason Pominville, who had veteran experience. Yeah, he was 36. Yes, he, he was 36, but he had veteran experience. He, He's fe- he the fell playoffs. off after 25 games. That's fine. It's nice. It's a solid player. But like there was no players brought into this lineup with Jack Eichel on the roster. And the way it went, he requested a trade after the 1920 season. Nobody blames the guy for requesting a trade. Nobody does. Then he wants to get his surgery. He wants to get his surgery. Mm-hmm. The Sabres won't let him. Right. I would want out. I want to play hockey. I want to do something well, about Well, there's a difference of opinion there because the sense of what Eichel wanted was because— doesn't matter, man. It's his body. It's it's literally he he is a human. Team being. decides. Team's paying him millions of yes, dollars. But if he's not playing like he is anymore, he's not worth the million dollars that you signed him for. Look where and he's you're at stuck now. With look where he's at now. He's, he's back. He's back and even probably better than he was in. Evan, there's chances that a team must take. Okay, but the bill, okay, we're not going to go down that road. We're not going to go down that road. That Jack Eichel wanted the surgery. They didn't give it to him. They didn't give it to him. So he wanted out even more. He, he was frustrated, and I don't blame the guy. Right. And I'm not blaming Granado or Adams here because it wasn't their part doing. They did trade him, but he, they weren't here for the full time Eichel was here. Now, I also will say this. The Sabres should have never gave Jack Eichel the C. He should have never been the captain. If he wanted the assistant captain, sure, whatever. But at the same time, when Jack Eichel was brought to Buffalo, it was his job, quote-unquote, to carry this franchise upon his shoulders by himself. Yeah, We never gave him any help. And you can't lie, we never gave him any. No, we gave him out. Who? One one center? Uh, Skinner. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly was still here. Taylor Hall came in, at least in the back half. Games. Evander Kane was pretty good. Together. Evander Kane, okay, he's a 22 goals. He's Robert scores. Leonard's a great goalie. I mean, look at what he's done. Robin in, Leonard. 
Yeah. He's not playing right now. He's injured. Yeah, he's injured. He, he was terrible yeah, on back, Sabres. Back, he was yeah. terrible on Sabres. Well, it happens, I guess, like you just said. Reinhardt's pretty good. Rasmus, I always, in my mind, was good. Allmark was the backup goalie. Um, you, you know, Matt Molson. If there's he 20, actually there's ever 22 worked. plus guys in NHL roster. You named six to seven guys over the five years. That's all here. you need sometimes. No, you don't. Yes, Ho- you do. Hockey, hockey takes three full lines of rolling. You need a competent fourth line. You need six guys on the defensive side that can play right. You need two competent goalies. We had none of that. We had none of that for five plus years, and the guy wanted out. I don't blame him. But again, this fan base, they will only ever go to the Jack Eichel game to boo him. Why aren't you booing the Boston Bruins? Why aren't you booing Austin Matthews and the Toronto Maple Leafs? Because Why aren't people you... have had enough of losing, and it's hard to root for a team that keeps losing. That's why we have the lowest attendance rate. That's why we barely fill out the stadium, because we are sick and tired of seeing this franchise bring us hope and smack it right down like we're a volleyball. Oh, I don't blame the fans for not wanting to lose, but when there's stuff going on, they don't cheer for anything. You win. They don't cheer. We could win five games in a row. Nobody would cheer. We could win a four-check battle and score a goal. Oh, wow, look at that. Oh, they got a goal. It's about time. Like, it's just... What did it sound like in there when Tage had his uh, his six points? Place was dead. There was no one there. There's right, no- because people had enough of losing and nobody knows what's going to happen anymore. Yeah, I mean, the crowd was like, whatever. Like, it was it was cool because, I mean, okay, to be honest, when a guy has six points, the fan base is going to go wild. Like, that's that's an exception. But, like, I'm just saying the little things. We'll go on the four check. Nothing. Because, Evan, you're expecting everybody to be a full-on hockey fan and know everything about it. Not everybody knows everything about it. Some people just go to have fun and drink a couple of beers with some friends. Yeah, but, you know... It, to Evan's points, you know, I'll finish up because he's got to leave for a class. I I just don't think that the fans are at fault here. I believe the fans have a right to think what they want. You know, that Eichel may have disgruntled the fans, you know, on how he left. And, you know, no matter how controversial or not controversial it is, um, it, it breaks every fan's heart to see their franchise player who they're paying a hundred million dollars for. I, I mean, he was going to be here for six years if they didn't trade him. To just go out, say, I want to trade, make it public, and then have the whole pro- it just It just didn't end right. You know, I bet there are better, there, there are completely better ways to handle that kind of stuff. But that's not the route that Sabres or Eichel took, and that's just how it ended. Uh, we're going to take a break and we'll, we'll get out of the Eichel talk because I had enough of talking about that loser. Um, <laughs> and, and we're going to move over into the NFL, you know, updated news. The Eagles not being undefeated anymore. Thursday night football, all that stuff, Bills, and, and then second hour, right as Joe Kelly joins. We're we're gonna have some fun, Tanner, and you're you're gonna be really excited. You're I, you're you're either gonna be really excited or you're not gonna know what's going on. One or the other. But uh we'll be right back on the Blitz on ninety one point three FM. Keep listening for more Blitz. To be able to come in on the road and have a game like this tonight if they're able to close it out. They're gonna throw on third down and seven. Instead, Heineke wisely and now a flag! Wow. And that's gonna in essence end the game. 
Welcome back to the Bloodstar 91.3 FM, WBMY. It is the Tan and Dan show for at least 30 minutes, you know, before Joe and Callie gets here. But Dan Tan show is always fun. And that was the Washington Commanders quarterback, Taylor Heineke, taking a knee on third down and getting hit late by the Philadelphia Eagles in Brandon Graham, which caused a penalty which basically ended the game and ended the undefeated streak of the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, how crazy was to see this game and to realize that in two of the past three years, Washington has been the killer of the undefeated streak. They they beat Pittsburgh on national TV, and now they just beat Philly. Do they have a personal vendetta against the state of Pennsylvania? Oh, of course they do, and they especially have a vendetta against their division rivals, of course, Philadelphia. So they they did the darn thing. They beat them. I mean, who would have thought? I remember we talked about this on Monday, and I said anything can happen. Anything can happen in these divisional games, but I didn't actually believe that the Washington football team, commanders, whatever you're going to call them, would march in there in Philadelphia and actually pull out the win, but they did. That was that was incredible. And then Taylor Heineke, he's got that dog in him. That dude is a beast. I mean, his stats don't jump out at you. Like he's got five touchdowns and four interceptions through four games, but he's three and one, and he's now ten and ten in his career. You know, as a starter, so. He just wins. Like, that guy, I don't know what it is. He just wins. Like, you know, he puts the ball in harm's way a lot. He's not the the best quarterback, but he's just, like, touched by God, man. That dude, he just wins. I mean, he, they lost the game, but he went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady in the wild card round the year that Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl, and now he has more wins this season than Carson Wentz. Like, Taylor Heineke's just a winner. He just knows how to win. Yeah, it's... It's really funny to think about it. I mean, I love the Eagles. I mean, that's one of my personal teams this season to make the playoffs and probably make at least a a run, you know, whether they make it to the Super Bowl is another thing to be told. But um, I I at least see them making the playoffs and at least if they make it to the wild card, they'll they'll win in the wild card and go on. but it was just an odd game to watch, and it, it it had the worst ending to it. I didn't play it because of how much it hurts me still. Devonta Smith, buddy, next time when there, there's no chance that you can come back and win, hold on to the ball! You don't need to flip it out to absolutely nobody. Lose me two fantasy points and lose receiving yards, which lost me my fantasy game. That way, I was only up by two. Ah, I, I, I cried. I, you know, I, I did Derek Carr. I, 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 I try so hard. I drafted such a good team. And we just go out there and we don't get results. Uh, hey, you should have started that man, Boston Fields. We wouldn't have been in this situation. I know! I, I, I can't believe how good Justin Fields has been at least the past two weeks. But, man, there's a lot of NFL news coming out, whether about the Bills, about the Arizona Cardinals, waiver claims, anything at this point. But I wanted to, before we get into the whole 
wide world spectrum. You know, I, I got to talk about Josh Allen. How can you not talk mm-hmm. about Josh Allen? And Tanner, you mentioned you saw this. There, there's a petition with over 1,500 signatures for Josh Allen of moms telling him it will be okay. <laughs> like, the moms have to go, like, to Allen and just say, it's fine. It's okay. You're, you're, you're doing great, buddy. It's like one of those, like, youth games now where it's like, oh, you're doing great. Threw it backwards, like, 20 yards. You're doing perfect, son. <laughs> I uh, mean... We know we know how much the city of Buffalo loves Josh Allen. I mean, this has been showcased on numerous occasions. I mean, remember when Depot was still around, we were talking about that train wreck sports bracket, and Josh Allen ended up beating out Rick Jenneret for the best of Buffalo. Um, obviously, there was a situation where his grandmother passed away and all these donations that went to the Oshai Children's Hospital. So it cannot be understated how much love the city of Buffalo has for Josh Allen. And, you know, moms are no exception. But this, I mean, this just seems a little too far. Like, this is a little odd. Like, Josh, he has, I mean, I get the idea, but it just comes across as, like, weird. Like, Josh, he has his own mom. He has a girlfriend. I'm sure he has a great support system. Like, I think he'll be all right. I don't think we needed to do this like we've shown our appreciation for josh allen you know so many different other ways so many different better ways this just this is a little bit over the top i think he would have been fine with or without this and i think he will be fine you know whether that was a thing or not yeah another thing about josh allen is that he's gonna be limited at practice today so it's not like he's not gonna sit out and hide from the media this time you know he he's actually gonna go out and say, "Hey media, how are you? I can throw again. See, arm mechanic, arm arm forward, ball go. Uh, there you go." But I don't think there was uh, there was any doubt there. I mean, we saw everyone just, you know being hard on him right now because of the red zone interceptions and the two interceptions on Saturday against Minnesota, but. You know, everyone keeps saying Josh hasn't looked like himself. No, I beg to differ. I think he's looked like himself. It's just, you know, he's sprinkling in a little more boneheaded uh, decisions than usual. Because, I mean, you look at that Vikings game, he was still making some really, really good throws. I mean, we're talking about, you know, throws where he's standing on the right hash and then hucks it 30 yards down the field to the left side of the field. Or, you know, his usual throws on the run. He hit digs a couple times on the run. So Josh Allen still looks like himself. He's making Josh Allen tight plays. It's just, you know, he's getting a little too over-aggressive and just sprinkling a couple more boneheaded decisions in there than you would like to see. But outside of that, Josh, I think, has totally been himself. Yeah, well, the other thing that's affecting the Bills is the cold. Who would have thought that on Sunday there could be three to six feet of snow? Great! I can't wait to go through that! Uh, last year, you know, because I was here last winter here in Buffalo, and it felt like last year we didn't even get three to six feet of snow for the entire winter. So to get it in one weekend, I mean, that's that's brutal. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be stuck in my dorm all weekend. <laughs> Dude's going to have to get DoorDash and hope they can come. Yeah, if the DoorDash drivers can even drive. Yeah. I mean, this is this is insane. It hasn't even happened yet, and I'm already just... Oh my gosh! I, I'm hoping it doesn't happen. I hope it's like the over, like exaggeration of it all. Like, oh my god, expect three to six feet, and then it's like one. You know, 
something minimal that isn't that much, but still hopefully makes... more like three to six inches. Yeah, right. Uh, but you know, with the cold, always comes some illnesses, and it's not helping because there are multiple players who are not practicing due to illnesses. Sean McDermott came out and says. Reggie Gilliam, Cam Lewis, Matt Milano, Jordan Phillips, and Tim Settle will not practice today due to a non-COVID-related illness. Why? Why now? Why Why? Why do we have to have, you know, is it going to be like a Michael Jordan cold situation or a flu, you know, feeling bad but still play through it and get a good game in? Buffalo Bills flu game incoming. I... You know, the only thing about the snow, you know, I, I love seeing snow games. I know they're sloppy and, you know, it, it doesn't make the NFL look so good on a silver platter. But I feel like when you have those high intense weather games, they always make it into NFL history. They're always talked about over and over and over again, no matter if you like it or not. I, I mean, I still talk about the Colts game, which was a blizzard, and... You know, how Shady McCoy won in overtime on that last, like, minute rushing touchdown. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be opposed to be sitting in my house watching Blizzard Bowl Part 2 uh, in a nice warm house while I see guys shirtless on TV just <laughs> swinging around cheering, let's go Buffalo. Uh, I will uh, I will second that, though, the thing about snow games being, like, iconic. Like, one of my favorite players of all time in the NFL is Megatron, Kelvin Johnson, and there's a lot of memorable moments when you think about Kelvin Johnson's career, but one that sticks out is that snow game that the Lions played in Philadelphia. Megatron gets tackled and then gets up and he's just got a face full of snow snow all in his face mask so you're right man they don't make for the prettiest football or maybe the most exciting brand of football but they stick out they're memorable yeah i i mean i still love the um oh like my very first game i ever went to as a kid it was like a december game it was bills versus detroit Mm. during the drought years of like both sides horrible game but it was just so cool to just see it snowing it was light snow it wasn't like anything hard but it was just always memorable to me so i'm like snow's good keep doing it that's the uh the same same thing for me kind of as long as we're talking about our fills our first bills games Mine was actually, it was Ryan Fitzpatrick's last game as a Bill. It was week 17. I can't remember the year. Couldn't have been too long after 2011 when he signed that big contract. So it was either 2012, 2013, but I do know for a fact it was Fitz's last game as a Bill. And it was, you know, light snow, chilly, but we won. That's all that matters. We won. Yeah. Um, you know, and now we're going to get into, you know, the rest of the NFL. You know, that's about it for the Bills. We're going to... You know, hopefully the blizzard doesn't come for our sakes. But, you know, for football sakes, yeah, go ahead. Um, Let's get to the signings, waiver claims, injuries, whatever else happened. I I thought I'm going to lead off with the most interesting one, which I'm still shocked by. The New Orleans Saints decided to sign David Johnson to the practice squad. Oh, I did see that. <laughs> I I don't know. Did they see what went in Houston? Did they see that he just doesn't have it anymore? Are they, like, preparing in case of Alvin Kamara cannot play uh, at any point during the season? I, I feel like it's such an odd move that I still don't get it. 
I, I just don't. I don't get it. What, what are your thoughts on this move? I mean, I get it's practice squad, but still, he, he may be able to be called up soon. I mean, you know, he's 30 years old. He's got like 1,100 career touches. It's unlikely that he has anything left in the tank, but... I mean, the guy is a former All-Pro after all, so when you have a guy that's just sitting out there, I mean, why not kick the tires and see if there's anything, you know, left in the tank? Obviously, he's probably not going to be in line for a big workload. You've got Alvin Kamara, you've got Mark Ingram, but, uh, you know, just like I said, to bring in a former All-Pro, just kick the tires, see if that's a guy that maybe can, you know, you give five to seven, maybe even ten touches a game and has a little juice, then what could possibly go wrong? But, uh I don't I don't foresee him having like a, a big role or being like this some impact playmaker, but just a guy that just see if there's anything left in the tank. Because like I said, he is a former all pro after all. Marquise Brown had his twenty one day practice window opened. He is actually eligible to play Monday night. This is a huge thing for the Arizona offense. I mean, I get it. Yeah, they beat the Rams, but you beat the Rams. Okay, and not not that good once you think about it. And DeAndre Hopkins, you know, great player, but he's always going to get that number one corner. Robbie Anderson, you traded for him. He's been doing nothing. Uh, Rondell Moore's been having a good season, you know, a good slot wide receiver season. This might be a missing piece, especially for a push for a playoff spot. This may be what they're missing. I mean... I, I mean, the only other thing they could be missing is Kyler Murray with his hamstring injury, but that's about it. Um, I, I don't think Colt McCoy is the one to get you to the playoffs and win you some games there. But what, what is the effect of Marquise Brown coming back to this Arizona Cardinals offense? Well, I mean, you get another playmaker back and one that has elite speed at that in Marquise Brown. Um, you know, just another another target for Kyler Murray to throw to, which is good because they've been, you know, they're going to be lacking in that department with the uh, with the announcement that Zach Ertz, you know, is going to be out for the season with that knee injury. So, you know, that's good. You lose a playmaker, you get, you know, an explosive one back. But I don't know. I'm just not sold on the Cardinals as long as Cliff Kingsbury's there as the head coach. I mean, they've been a disaster this year. They've really underperformed. I thought. You know, coming into this season, I thought they would have the typical Cardinal season where they start out really hot, like, you know, seven and one, six and two, that type of thing, and then fall off in the second half of the year. But they've had no consistency this year. So for me, it doesn't really matter who you throw out there. I thought DeAndre Hopkins coming back would make a difference. It has somewhat, but not, it hasn't been as big of an impact, you know, as I would expect in terms of leading them to wins. But, uh, I just I'm not I'm not sold on them. I mean, it's cool to have Hollywood back, but I'm just still not sold on them as long as Cliff Kingsbury's the head coach and you know the play caller. Now Houston has decided to waiver claim everybody. They don't care who's there. They're just like here waiver claim, waiver claim, waiver claim. It's like you get a guard, you get a guard, you get a guard. Uh, they have waiver claimed both Eno Benjamin, who we covered before we went off the air. Monday, you know, getting released from the Arizona Cardinals. And they also now officially picked up Amari Rodgers, who got dropped from the Green Bay Packers. Does Eno, ben- does, does Eno Benjamin have an effect on Damian Pierce production? And does Amari Rodgers 
kind of sort of a, a, a dollar st- store replacement for Brandon Cooks? Uh, I highly doubt it. <laughs> I mean, you look at Eno Benjamin. We'll start there. That was kind of funny. It, I saw yesterday on the uh, on the social media that apparently his release was because of a disagreement in playing time, and then to see him get claimed by a team that already has like a number one running back, that's kind of funny and unfortunate for him. But you know he'll probably be a good uh, a good spell for Damian Pierce, a guy you know a scat back that can come in perhaps you know on third downs and just give Damian Pierce the occasional spell because he's still going to be number. RB1. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But Eno Benjamin's a pretty, you know, solid backup, a guy that can come in, maybe give you, you know, 10 to 12 touches a game. Amari Rodgers, uh, I don't foresee him having a big, uh, a big impact in the receiving game. I mean, the guy's only caught, you know, eight receptions in his first two years combined. And you have to factor in that his quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. And if there was ever a chance that he was going to become an impact player in that Packers receiver room, it would have been this year. I mean, what other competition are you facing? Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, who finally came on in that Dallas game, but had struggled, you know, prior to that. Um, geez, what other receivers do they have? Samori Toure. Like, if there was ever a time that he was going to step up and prove that he can be like a viable pass catcher, it probably would have been this year for Green Bay. So if Aaron Rodgers couldn't make this guy into a viable receiver, as much as I love, you know, General Mills, Giraffe Neck Mills, I don't think he's going to be the guy to do it either. Now it is, um, Field Yates actually tweeted this out, that the Chiefs, the Saints, and the Seahawks all put in claims for him. For Rodgers? No, for Eno Benjamin. Oh. Sorry, I didn't make that clear. Eno Benjamin. No, nobody wanted Rodgers. He's he's just a big, good punt return, you know? Well, he can't even do that. The guy's fumbled how That's many times true. in the past two years? Yeah. But I, I just think it's funny how sought after Eno Benjamin is. And then, you know, rightfully so, he deserved a little bit more playing time. I mean, James Conner was hurt. First game back, he got, like, what, 92% of the snaps? You know, barely touched the field. So I can understand why there was a disagreement there, especially with Kiff Kingsbury. Uh, well, he, he doesn't deserve to be a coach. He just doesn't. He He's he's better than Jeff Saturday, but he's, like, at the, he's like the next guy up. Hey, even Jeff Saturday has a better win per- career win percentage now than Chris Cliffs Kingsbury. He's got that 1.00 career win percentage. So, hey, it's, it might be like a Cooper Rush situation. Can't bet against Jeff Saturday till I see the man lose. Now, there's one more thing that I want to go over before we hit break and, you know, we get into our hour of fun. Um, the Q- Week 11 QB power rankings that were made by Cody Benjamin of CBS – I, I I have some disagreements here, and, and I'll read the list. Patrick Mahomes is number one. Joe Kelly has just appeared out of nowhere. Uh, that's, he just spawned. That, that's not, he's not on the list. Don't worry. He's not a quarterback. Um, Jalen Hurts is number two. Josh Allen is number three. Joe Burrow is number four. <laughs> Uh, Lamar Jackson is number five. I feel like is a little surprising. Um, Tua is number six. He's moved up a bunch. 
Um, Geno Smith is number seven. Aaron Rodgers is number eight, shockingly. What, Joe? What What do you want from me? What QB power rankings. That's what I'm looking at. That's what that what we doing here. That what we doing. Um I I think the ranking for Aaron Rodgers is a little high there. I I got to admit I don't think Rodgers has been that good this season. He's been fine, but he hasn't been like past years Rodgers. I I feel like he would be you know closer in like top 11, top, you know, 12 at least. Did did you just like open them up, Joe, in a dramatic fashion? I feel like I I heard a snap. <laughs> I was like, oh wow, dramatic flare from Tan. Nope, it's Joe. Um, Tom Brady's number nine. Kirk Cousins is number ten. Justin Fields is number eleven. Justin Herbert is number twelve. Mm. I don't know if that's right. I don't know if it's. I, I get it. This is just on based on this season. I I don't know if Justin Fields has been better than Herbert. I I mean, do you have thoughts about that? Um, well, I mean, through the air, I would take if this was just talking about strictly, you know, being a drop back passer. I'd take Herbert a hundred times out of a hundred. But you know, quarterbacking these days has become more than just you know drop back passing going through your reads get the ball out I mean you have to factor in what Justin Fields is able to do with his legs and what he's done you know the past five games or so is unlike anything we've ever seen before I mean you know we've seen the Lamar Jacksons of the world the Kyler Murray's even you know a guy like Michael Vick but what Justin Fields is doing right now is unprecedented even compared to those guys so i think you could make the argument there you know all things considered to take fields over herbert as as mind boggling that is as that is to say you know but i think there's the case to be made there yes i i would <laughs> yes <laughs> i would agree I hate to say that because I'm a big Justin Herbert guy. Mm-hmm. I, I like Herbert. I like his attitude. I like his quarterback play. Uh, for whatever reason, though, after that rib injury, he hasn't been able to really put it together. You know, this season hasn't really looked spectacular like he has over the past couple of seasons. So, I mean, Justin Fields, like you said, I called him the budget Lamar Jackson after that first game, right, after against the Patriots where he was rushing around like him. I think he's taken the mantle from Lamar Jackson this season. I, I think he's the... He's a big rushing quarterback guy, and you got to hop on the train while you can. And I'm I'm all for it. I'd rather take uh, I'd take Justin Fields over Herbert as of right now. I I think I would rather have Herbert. Her, Herbert healthy, and I think that he hasn't had the best receivers. He's still been able to perform in some way. Um, but that's just my thoughts. Jimmy Garoppolo is number thirteen. Daniel Jones is number fourteen. Ah. Uh-huh. Jack Prescott is number 15. Jeez. Kyler is number 16. That's fair. Ryan Tannehill is number 17. Mm. 18 is Matt Ryan, or as better put, maybe older Sam Ellinger. (laughs) NDA, you know, non-disclosed agreement. I I don't know if Matt Ryan's the for sure quarterback yet. Um, Derek Carr is number 19. Trevor Lawrence is 20. Russell Wilson is 21. He is Broncos country. Let's die. Um, Hide, cry. Yeah. Everything. All the above. Um, 
Taylor Heineke is number 22. Jared Goff is 23. My computer screen turned off. Uh, Jaco- that's not a number. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is number 24. Mac Jones is number 25. Marcus Mariota is 26. Baker Mayfield is 27. Andy Dolan is 28. Davis Mills is 29. Kane Pickett is 30. Tanner, mm. Zach Wilson is 31. I mean, that's that's fair. Oh, wow. I, I really thought you were going to have some, like, fight there. I no, know you're I'm, a big Wilson guy. Yeah, I'm still high on him, but... But he's worse than Kenny Pickett and Davis Mills and Andy Dalton and Baker Mayfield. Mm, yeah, you can maybe bump him up the list a little bit because he hasn't, like, won the Jets any games this year with his arm, but, you know, he hasn't particularly lost them a ton of games either. He's just... He's outside of that Patriots game. He's been steady, but you'd like to see, you know, a little more out of him because, I mean, that's the whole reason that he was drafted number two overall out of BYU is because he had a knack for these spectacular plays. And we've seen it, you know, he's got just this rare ability to be able to make pass rushers miss and extend plays with his legs. But, you know, we really saw it in the Patriots game that a lot of times that doesn't always materialize into something good like that's when he tends to you know play hero ball and make a lot of bad decisions but in a game like against the Bills I mean he was really solid like he was getting the ball out quick you know just getting to the top of his drop you know firing the ball getting it out quick getting it to his playmaker so that Zach Wilson that's that's good we need to see more of that and then you know let his natural ability take over when the opportunity presents itself now who's the last quarterback that I haven't named I, wow. Can't be PJ Walker. No. He's been no. Pan, good. It's only one from each team. Mm. Okay, so, so Baker's already there. Why did they rank Baker over him? Hmm. Um, I feel, you said Stafford already. Said I Baker. have not. It's oh. not. It's Matthew Stafford. No, <laughs> John Wolford, baby. Oh, all right. I don't understand why they have Kyler. Up there, right? You know, Kyler's number 16. He didn't play. But you're telling me Stafford didn't play? He gets replaced by John Walford yeah. on this list. That's where it goes wrong for me. <laughs> I think where one person that it goes wrong for me is Heineke being rated very high. I mean, well, not very high, but where he is. I mean, I think Zach Wilson should be about on par with him. Everyone's freaking out about his performance against the Eagles. The dude had his 66.9% passer rating. I mean... I don't know. Like that to me, I feel like Zach Wilson's had better games than that, and I, I think he should be a little higher than Taylor Heineke. If you know what I mean, like looking at it season wide. I mean, I was talking Heineke up before you got here. Like that guy. I mean, his stats don't jump out at you because he has five in, or five touchdowns and four interceptions through four games. But this season, he's three and one. He has a better. He has more wins already than Carson Wentz. Like the guy just wins. I don't know how he does it because he's not like the best quarterback. He puts the ball in harm's way frequently, but he just wins. I mean, you look back at at the wild card game that they played against Tampa Bay the year they went to the Super Bowl. I mean, he was just called off the street pretty much and went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. And then, you know, in his career now, he's 10-10 and as a starter, 3-1 and this season. Like, I don't know what it is, but the guy just competes and finds ways to win. So I, I don't know. He's just got that dog in him. Yeah. That phrase gets overused nowadays, but he just does, simply put. Like, there's no other way to describe, like, how he's able to, to win now, before we go to break, I got I got one thing left. It's about the Bills. 
you know, everybody's worried. Snow. Oh, my God. We're going to have to reschedule. It's a bit of snow, you know. Six feet of snow is not that bad for you, first off. Um, <laughs> but uh, there is a tweet uh, a tweet by this guy named Uber Hansen. Yeah. Don't oh, know yeah. where he came no, from. No, he's, he's but been he's on Twitter. he's pretty reliable. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen him around. He doesn't have the verified thing, but I, I trust that more now than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically states the Bills game will not be postponed. The NFL CBA states that a player must receive a minimum of three days off between games. And the Bills are set to play on Thanksgiving with a turnaround too short. Mm-hmm. So they actually can't. The only thing they could do is possibly Reschedule. flex the game. They could flex the game into a four o'clock or to a Sunday night, like do how they did two Sunday night games. Still exactly. run at seven fifteen. Yeah, that's the only. What thing a what they a prime time matchup! Do. The Bills and the Browns. Like come well, on, I mean, <laughs> they could play the game at an alternate location too. They could, yeah, they could go to Ohio. You know, <laughs> is there an or inside the Bills? Practice facility? <laughs> well, you're gonna we're gonna have cameras in there. Just no fans, no, no fans, but all cameras and inside the practice. It's just gonna facility. be all media personnel and like <laughs> little benches full yeah. of all the execs. Uh, that, Maybe. that would be funny to see. Uh, did did you have another thought? I heard me. No, my headset just cut out though, so I can't hear oh, what you're okay. saying at all. So, oh, that's nice. <laughs> That, that sounds like a fun problem to do during the break. We're going to take a quick break on the Blitz. We'll be right back, and we're going to get into our Hour of Power Fun Mystery Game Show, whatever you want to call it, because nobody knows what it is yet, but I know what it is. You all just don't know, and you won't know until I say it after the break. Keep listening to the Blitz on 91.3 FM WBNY Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State's Student activity fee. Let's play football. World Cup. World Cup. World Cup. World Cup. World Cup. World Cup. Oh, you were expecting this, huh? Yeah, that's the intro I played because this is like the only song I could find that's uh, World Cup themed that's not in the top 40. It, it, that is a true fact. Um, and I do not want to get in trouble. Welcome back to the Blitz on 91.3 FM WBOY. I am Double D, still joined by Tanner Saunders and Joe Kelly. And, yeah, it's time for the World Cup, man. First time in four years, in a long time. Uh, you know, first time actually doing it on the radio. Um, and... You know, there's a reason why I didn't want Harrington here. And, you know, no offense to Harrington. Love you, Harrington. But if you didn't know, he got some scholarships to go play soccer in D1. So I I felt like, you know, sometimes when you're involved with soccer, you kind of get into soccer or football. If you have a problem with that, if you're, if you're listening from Europe, it's football. I'm just going to call it soccer because I'm American. Um, and... You know, I, I, I wanted to play a couple of games. You know, why not, right? And I I know you two probably have no... Zero. Zero? I've only played, like, FIFA. 
my life. Does that count for anything? FIFA? Yeah, that counts. <laughs> That's my soccer knowledge right there. And it's not like I knew like any of the teams or anything. My stepbrother just wanted me to try it one time. So, you know, we played a couple matches and that's that's the extent of my soccer knowledge right there. I'll tell you what. Joe, do you have any soccer knowledge? Aside from playing one match of FIFA with my younger brother who actually was at one time interested in soccer and slide tackling and getting red carded <laughs> out of the game like eight different times, <laughs> yeah. um, I have zero knowledge. I know how the game's played. I played soccer when I was a kid for Tim Horton's Timbits or whatever. And... Um, <laughs> But that's really it. I mean, I haven't really... Oh, I should say also, I have um, announced a couple soccer games for Buff State. I did a couple men's soccer games, did one women's soccer, so I can't sell myself entirely short. But as far as, like, professional, like, soccer, I know nothing about it. Yeah, well, we're going to have some fun, aren't we? So... That had to be the worst World Cup song I think I've ever heard. It's actually considered one of the best for this year. It, It was made this year. It was made by I Show Speed. Who's a oh. <laughs> Yes. Oh my god. So oh. that's why I, I could only play part of it because some of it does actually give you hints on what I was gonna do. So really the only part where I could probably play was let's play put football and where he says World Cup twenty times over and over again. World Cup <laughs> Like that's all I heard. Like that's all I remember from that. Well that that's what people like, supposedly. I don't get it. I, I don't. But um you know, the World Cup actually doesn't have, like, a full-on set song. It, it's odd because, you know, Shakira had Waka Waka. You know, I would have loved <laughs> to play that. Uh, yeah, now she's in jail for tax fraud. Yeah. Tax uh, evasion. Uh, Jason Derulo did Colors. Uh, Pitbull did Time of Our Lives, I believe. Um, and, you know, the very popular songs all made it to the top 40. Um but, oh, my God, you can't stop. No. But um, I, I wanted to see if you guys could name all the countries that are in the World Cup. Now, we we're going to do this by group, you know, so you can't just yell out names. Uh, you two will be working together. Can we so see how worry. it works when I work by myself. Right, yeah, because we the figured Dan that out. The Dan and Joe show, Friday. that was tough. Um, and, you know, there, there, there are going to be three lifelines and you can only use two per per country i can give you what was their best finish in the world cup in years past a couple like two or three players from their actual team this year or their all-time best soccer player that those are the three lifelines that you get I feel like you guys aren't enthused. Are you are you guys pumped? Come on. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Wow. I'm feeling froggy. Wow. <laughs> wow. I you know, I got I got to find the Jeopardy music here. Oh god. Yeah, we're we're Was that we're, ever top 40? No, I don't think so. We're going to just hear Jeopardy. <laughs> Jeopardy. Yeah, like just like just like that World Cup song. I want to hear it exactly the same way just with Jeopardy instead of World Cup. Uh, I can't believe I show speed did that. That is probably yeah, yeah, that's did. the most cursed piece of media I've heard in a long time. I would think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's get this started while I'm looking for music. And you know, uh, this is Cup uh, Group A. Sorry, Group A. They are in the. I- I'm going to give you a-, a location, 
You know what? I'm going to give you all three lifelines because I don't think you're going to get any way either. Okay. Uh, okay. No, that that doesn't make right sense. I, I had a different idea, but then I screwed it. You know? So they are on in the Western Hemisphere, if I am not wrong. You know, maybe maybe I'm going to get my my uh, locations wrong here, and that's okay. I'm American. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll blame the uh, the education system there. Um, and their first, their, their players are the ones that I always can give you hints on. Mm. Sad Al-Sheeb, <laughs> Pedro Miguel, and Muhammad Mutanari. Mm. I know every single one of those people, actually. <laughs> right, yeah. All right, let's go, <laughs> Joe. I mean, this won't be as hard as we thought. Uh... Actually, I don't. I mean, Dan, where are they from? What? You, what? What region? What region? Western hemisphere? Western like, hemisphere. like Middle East, you know, type area, you know. Oh. Mm. Mm. I'll, well, I'll give you. How a does hint. that make sense? I'll, I'll give you Western a hint. hemisphere, but the Middle East—that's not the same. It, uh, educational system, man. It failed me. Damn, well, you gotta throw us a bone. <laughs> that's worth looking at two different sides of the globe now. I, I'm sorry. Okay, geez. We're the Western okay, hemisphere. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, no, Iran is actually the Western Hemisphere. It, it is. Mm. They are actually the host of this World Cup. Ooh, isn't it in Qatar? Is that your answer? I'll go with it. Yeah, that's correct. Hey, yeah, let's Tanner, go. let's go. Look at that. Because I remember during like the the NFL games, like Kurt Menefee and them were over there. They were in Doha, and I'm. Vaguely remember them mentioning that's where it was going to happen. So props to me for paying attention during halftime for once. Now, the next team I actually know a little bit about. Uh, okay, that might you be know, a hint. They're Eastern. Fine, I'll, I'll give you that. Eastern. There you go. Eastern Hemisphere. I'm not going to like make you look on the other side of the globe. Uh, they're, one of their goaltenders who plays in the Premier League is Eduardo Mendy. Uh, one of their forwards is Sadio Mane. I'm going to give you that because those are actually the only two I know from this team. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Think of countries that have done well who have made it to the World Cup. Because not all of them do. Well, geez, that doesn't move the needle at no. all for me because I've never Guess paid attention to the World Cup in, Cup in my life. Uh, I'm I'm trying to look for them here to give you a finish. The actor John Hamm's a big World Cup guy. I see him on the commercials mm. now. Sorry, that's my only thing I really know about this World Cup. So that's figured, all you know. Figured I toss it out there. Yeah, I don't follow. I don't follow soccer. Is that your? That's uh, true. Do we have a phone a friend lifeline, Joe? Can you call up John Hamm real quick? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I might be filming Top Gun Three right now. I have no <laughs> idea. I don't know. So they're actually in the East. Yeah. Okay. All right. That helps. Not. <laughs> I mean, um, never... uh, it's. I I have to look exactly where where they are. I'm gonna give you. He's I, gonna I'm say gonna, they're in Mexico. They're in Africa. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna throw that out. Mm. All right. So you've got their their flag is green, yellow, and red. Ooh, that mm, that sounds vaguely familiar. Is that there a, you go. That might be Morocco. Morocco. Wrong. Oh, is it Libya? No. Mm. You get one more. Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, wrong. <laughs> 
I, I know you've seen Black Panther 2, Joe. But oh, man. I'm not giving a movie review. I, it's not South Africa. Um, By testing my they, knowledge They of made African it to the flags. quarterfinals in 2002. Um, Sudan. No. Oh, that. Mm. That was your last one. It was Seagal. Okay. Mm. Mm. See, my, my last guess wouldn't have been. I took the two first guesses, so Joe, it's all right. That Sorry, you got I one shot out Sudan. No, that's all right. I was, I think, in the Democratic Republic of the Congo or like Congo or something like that. So uh, clearly that was incorrect. Now, this is Europe. We're going to Europe. Uh, Virgil van Dyke, Frankie de Jong, and Memphis Depay. Memphis? Memphis. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. We could be talking like. Egypt, Turkey, like their 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 flag colors are red, white, and blue. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, France is the obvious one that sticks yeah. out. Yeah, those don't sound like particularly French names. Though is what's holding me up. Except what was the last one? Memphis. Uh, Depay. Memphis Depay. I think or Depay or Depier, something Depier. like that. Okay. Uh, I, they were runners Ricky up. Ricky Booby. That's all I think about. Tail digging knights. The French G- Gerard or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I need a guess. Five. You want to go France? France. France. Right, France. The French Connection. Nah. Oh my. Netherlands. No. Oh man. And the last one in Group A. We we got a couple of groups to go through, guys. Oh jeez. I hope you're ready for this. Uh their flag col- colors are yellow, blue, and red. Um mm. I actually do not know any of their players. So that does not help you, but I can say their names. So they're Superman colors, yellow, blue, and red, you said? Yellow, blue, and red. Okay. Uh Sebastian Mendez, Xavier Aguera, Felix Torres. And they are, that should be South America. Oh, they're in South America? South America. Mm. Uh, Yellow, blue, and red in South America. Wait, you did say America, right? Not South Africa? South America. America. All right. Yellow, blue, Blue and red red flag down there. Brazil? No, Brazil's like green and white. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So that's not. Hmm. Once we get out of Brazil, after I watch the movie Rio with the birds, that's about as far as my <laughs> that's knowledge as far goes. As it yeah. goes. Um, I just got to start throwing out countries. Then is it? It. it you know what? I'm gonna give you first letter. E. Oh, Ecuador. Ecuador. Yes, that's the only one that jumps to mind. So I'm gonna let's lock it in. Let's go Ecuador. Is correct. Hey, there you go, Joe. Look at that. The E saved me. That's right. Yeah, actually, the E is the only thing that got you. Great. Great. Okay, now we're on to group B. And, oh, my God. Okay. Their their colors oh are red, white, and blue. Parlez-vous <laughs> français? Um, I don't know. I remember that from Night at the Museum, too. I don't know what that actually means. Their players are Christian Polzek, Gio Rea, and Matt Turner. I mean, what hemisphere are they in? Western. I I cannot. I think confirm. Nor I deny. think this is Team USA. Yeah, this might be yeah. the U.S. Especially I with mean, that last name. Who was the last? Turner was yeah, the last Matt name. Turner. Yeah, that's an American. That's American. Name right there, if I've ever, we're going. We're locking it in. The United States of America. We don't even need the music. <laughs> you don't even want. To. No, Come no. On. America. Yeah, it's the US. 
It is. Let's go. We're three for. That was an awful redo. Yeah. That high five. That was awful. There you go. <laughs> Are you keeping score, Daniel? I I am. All Don't right. worry. Don't worry. Next one. Oh. Colors white and red. Mm. In Europe. In Europe. And their players are Harry Kane, Jordan Pickford, and Mason Mount. White and red. Um, that could be. It's not the UK. It's not the United Kingdom because the Union Jacks got blue on it. Um, uh, Portugal? No, Portugal is blue and like yellow, right, or something. No, I don't think they have blue at all. Theirs is like green and <laughs> oh yellow. Oh my god, or that's even worse than me, Joe. <laughs> um, Harry <laughs> Maguire, it's Ireland, gotta be Scotland. Mm, Starts I think with it an could e. Be. Oh. e. Oh my god, guys, come on. España. Spain? <laughs> no, it's not, Spain. not Spain. <laughs> Espana! Oh. <laughs> Just was so confident. Oh, man. Uh, With an E. Come on. Who's been our rival? Who's America's rival? Europe? I don't know. <laughs> it starts with an E. It's a continent. Not I know. A... <laughs> <laughs> the whole continent. We already got our one E country out of the way. Ecuador. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, England. Oh. Oh. England. Union Jack has blue in it. Tanner was right. It's red, (laughs) white, and blue, just like us. England. All right. England is white and red. They are white and red because the movie flushed away. I should have remembered that. They were playing Uh. the World Cup. That's the only other thing I know about the World Cup. Uh, Roddy St. James wanted to get up to the surface to watch it. No. (laughs) Oh, gee. Um, Next team. Country starts with an I. Middle East. Um, Middle East. And their team names are Saman Gudos, okay. Vahid Amari. I think I have an idea. Two ideas. And that's all I'm going to give you. Is it Iran? Correct. Yeah, I was a re- good thing you said that because I was thinking Indonesia at first, but that's more towards that's not in the Middle East. Last one. Last one for Group B. Starts with a W. Flag a w. colors are white, green, and red. And their most famous player is Gareth Bale. Hmm. Bale. Gareth England. Bale. A W. They're, they're in or Europe. Sorry, not England. They're in England. <laughs> they're in England. <laughs> um. W. Come on, guys. And white, green, and red. You white, said? green, and red. <laughs> oh my God. Smoke's coming out. I, of the I ears really right thought now. this could be. In Both of my games are horrible. Please. W in Europe. Hmm. They have made it to the quarterfinals once in 1958. That, that was their that best ain't helping. <laughs> <laughs> That's not helping Literally anything right have now. No assistance. No. <laughs> nope. Oh. Man, I'm just blanking on my country names. Tanner, w. you were so good when I when we're talking MLB teams that I give you a general location. Hmm. W W W. w. Five, four, three, two, one. Nope. I got nothing. Warsaw? <laughs> Wales. Oh, uh, my gosh. I was thinking that earlier for the England one. I was thinking Wales, and I blew it. That's a sell. Group C. Leonardo Messi. Oh, Lionel Messi? Or wait. Just... Lionel Messi, sorry. 
I, I screwed up. Well, I do uh, know that ouch. name, but who did he play for? Uh, the last FIFA game I played was FIFA 15. So uh, about... It was blue, white, and there's a little yellow. In the flag? In the flag. Blue, white, and a little yellow. Because I remember him in navy blue and red. That's what I think of when I think of him. But that ain't true no mo. So I don't know. What uh, what continent a. or? Country starts with an A. Oh, Argentina. Yeah, there you there go. There we go. There you there go. go. Look at that. Look at that. Our lower half. Mexico? Correct. Mexico? <laughs> hey. <laughs> that was a gimme. Thank you. We need more of those. Give us some more gimmies. <laughs> um, next is a P in Europe, white and red. Mm. In there, there's Europe. a famous trend about it right now. Huh. Joe, since you listen to TikToks, you may know what it is. It's part of a song. Okay, repeat what you just said to me, or to us. Repeat that one more time. Starts with a P, white and red. Uh, famous player, Robert Lewandowski. Oh, hey, I took the walk to Poland. Yeah, hey. Poland. there you go. Yeah. Last team from Group C, Middle East, green and white. Mm. Country starting with S. Somalia? No, that's an ad. <laughs> this, this Jeopardy Africa. theme fits so perfect nice. over you guys. What is Somalia? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mm. My friend's actually the president's son. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't name him actually, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna disparage uh, Somalia. I mean, they know they got like the pirates and all that, but I don't want nobody coming after me. Um, ooh, is Somalia in the S. Middle East? Or I, I can, I, I don't know. Well, it's honestly, I don't know. Around, I think it's in Africa. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, starts with an S. Starts with an S, ends with an A. It's two, <laughs> well, two Syria. words. Two oh. words. Two words. Two words. Never mind. Not Syria. Saudi Arabia. There you hey. go. I took his little. There you go. Woo. Group D. The Jeopardy theme is perfect. It mm. is. Red, white, and blue. Ah. Um. Hmm. I'm trying to give you Aaron Moy, Jackson Irvine, Riley McGree. Red, white, and blue. Yep. Well, I cannot give you an exact location. Would this be uh, the United Kingdom? We already no, we that we was England. England. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I I mean you're kind of close in the sense. Red, white, and blue is the flag. France starts with an A. Ooh, mm. I'm throwing you guys curveball. <laughs> What? The first country that <laughs> the first country that came to mind was Oh wait, no, that's not right. That's Estonia, not Estonia. Ooh. Come a. On, guys. Come on. I want to say Athens really bad. But <laughs> that's just not that's not a that's not a And he can't give us a general location. I cannot. Um, Come on. You said would, near England. It would give it I didn't say near England, I just said England is close in the sense. That's in the sense. That's really that's I mean, vague. Jeez, uh, <laughs> could be, and the, the sense could be five hundred thousand kilometers away. Oh come away. on! <laughs> I, it, once I tell you, you guys will understand why I cannot tell you a location. Ah uh, man, the country that starts with an A. Two words or one? One. 
It also ends with an A. Argentina. <laughs> we already got that. Yeah. We already yeah. got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> this really does fit perfect. Antarctica? What? Or wait, no, that's a continent. Nope, that's bad. They actually have polar bears and penguins that play for their team. <laughs> okay. No, that was horrific. Oh, my God. Bye. Yeah, just don't so, even count down. Australia. Oh, my. That is not close to England in the sense. They have the British flag in the little corner. In. Oh, my gosh. We're thinking distance-wise, Dan. Come on. That's why he said close in the sense. Dan, could you not post this episode online, please? Because we are making real fools out of ourselves. No, you, right uh, you, you know, you guys, you guys are here. I doing Dan's game. That's even worse. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I would uh, much rather that than this. This is horrific. This is torturous. Next, <laughs> next team, red and white, mostly red, starts with a D in England. Or England, Europe. You guys messed me up. Denmark? Denmark. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, we got that one right away. Look at that. Right away. England, red, white, and blue. What? <laughs> that what did a, you just say? <laughs> I just said England again. Oh, my God. Maybe this won't go online. Uh, Europe, red, white, and blue. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, was like, England is red, white, and blue. What are you talking about? Can we get some player names if possible? And maybe a starting starting letter or vowel. Can I? I'd like to buy a vowel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wrong game. Well, I, my, Killian Mbappe. Oh, yeah. This is definitely who Kareem I Kareem Benzema. And I feel like you. that's all you need. All right, Raphael Varane. What does it start with? F. Yeah, it's France. France. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you guys right. I said red, white, and blue Europe would oh. just be like. You said England. That's what I, threw the uh, curveball. <laughs> Once you said the name Killian, Killian is a French name. So it was at that point that I was sold that it was France, actually. And then the F was just icing on the cake. Uh, red and white, T as the beginning. Um, hmm. I don't think I can give you names here because I'll probably mess them up too much. Red and white? Red and white, I believe they're in Europe. Um, let's see. But cheer been said. Oh, I, for, I'm pretty sure I know what the country's going to be here, but I'll let you finish. No, that, that you can tell me. We are, uh, we're getting around that time, Thanksgiving. We all like that turkey. It's got to be turkey. Those pilgrims, baby. <laughs> I love how you guys are celebrating the wrong answer. Oh, my. Uh, it's not turkey? Tunisia. T- okay. T- t- you mean Is it Tunisia? Tunisia? It's Tunisia. T-U-N-I-S-I-A. I'm establishing a new country of Tunisia. This show is never making it. Now you know why we're not history majors, people. Come on. No geographical content here. We're on Group E. There's only a couple left. There's only a couple left. I can't. (laughs) Why did I come second hour today? Yeah. Uh, Starts with C. C. In South America. Colombia. No. Red, red, white, and blue. Flag colors. Red, white, and blue. A lot of red, white, and blue out there. More than I thought. Oh, well... It's not on the continent of South America, but it's close. Is it Cuba? Cubana. No. Uh, it's two words. Costa, Costa Rica. Rica. Costa Rica. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Hey. There you go. <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel like there is so much more anticipation for this that I hoped for that may or may not be happening. 
Um, well, I mean, you're asking two non-soccer fans. That's true, but I'm asking you countries. Come on. Dan, you've been saying England instead of Europe, buddy. Okay. Oh, Listen, it's not all on us. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, let's see. Black, red, and yellow. Black, black red, and red, yellow. Black and yellow. Black and yellow. Starts with a G. Deutschland. Germany. Correct. Yeah. Thousand, thousand, thousand. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Red and white. Asia. Mm. You you could say it. <laughs> don't be worried. You look so you look so worried, Joe. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Red no. and white. No, listen, listen here. I was gonna In say Asia. China, but I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think it is. It's not. It's because not. China's red and yellow. Is it off the coast of Asia? Yes. Japan. Correct. Oh, there you go. Nice. The land of the rising sun. That is correct. <laughs> All right, next one, Europe, red and yellow. Spain. Correct. Oh, damn, <laughs> wow. on a rock. That was actually really good. <laughs> uh, I was a history major for three and a half semesters. Yeah. <laughs> All right, black, yellow, and red. Uh, uh, starting, in Europe. Starting letter. B. Belgium. Correct. Yes. Hey. Look at that. Joe, Let's we are go. cooking. Now we're cooking. It's like Russell Wilson in Denver. you got to wait a season before he cooks. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. Red and white cannot give you an accurate area. Oh, probably because it's our neighbors up north. Canada. Canada. <laughs> Canada. Correct. <laughs> <Joe>. E? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that, that was actually pretty good. Um. Red, white, and blue. Europe. Other red, white, and blue. Stop taking our colors. Yeah, we already have France, <laughs> so that's not it. We actually took their colors, Joe. I would think. We took their colors? We're young. We're a young country, Joe. Yeah, yeah. You You're a history point. major. You should know that. I know we're younger there than used to be a major. England, but <laughs> try to think. Hmm. Luka Modric. Luca, Luca oh. Madrid. Luca. I almost, I thought you said Luca Doncic. Uh, <laughs> can you give us a starting letter? C. Oh well. Czechoslovakia. Yes. No. Really? Oh. They got a fancy little design in the middle. If that helps. The Czech Republic. I don't know. No. Croatia. Ah, uh, dang. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I don't know what happened there. Um, Next one starts with an M. Is black a little bit of black, a lot of red. First letter. M. Oh yeah, where? Where? Uh, Give me a second here. I don't want to be wrong. I might have an idea already. (laughs) Yeah, I got one. I want to hear where it is, and then I I don't want to be wrong. I I already said. Is it Europe? Is England? Don't go after me. Uh, North Africa. (laughs) I think I'm going to make my guess. Go ahead. Is it Macedonia? No. Really? North Africa. I I think, Joe, you said it as a joke. Manchester? (laughs) No. Is it from uh, where our... Where the penguins are from? Madagascar? No. Oh, my. North Africa, guys. What did I say as a joke? Well, you said you whispered Manchester to me, but that's <laughs> yeah. most certainly not it. 
In Africa, guys. What did I say? Is that starts with an M? Yeah. Macedonia. Do you guys want me to do a countdown or just give it to you? Hang on. Let me think for a second because I said if I said it as a joke. It's a black star with a lot of red around it. If that helps in any way. Nope. It ends with an O. Morocco. They all, there you go. go. I right. did say that as a joke earlier. You did. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I don't know it if it was a joke, you. though. I think I said it as a serious <laughs> answer. Yeah. All right. We're, we're on the second final groups. All right. All right. That The last group was our best group. Yeah. Honestly, this group, or this team, sorry, uh, green, yellow, blue, and white. South America. Is it? Is that one Brazil? Correct. Mm. Oh, oh, it is. Hey. Because there's a little blue ball, and yes. then with a white stripe right. that goes across it. So that's mm. why I gave you white. All right. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, no problem. Uh, anytime. Thanks for this game. This fun, <laughs> fun game. Fun game. Um, next team: green, red, and ye- yellow. While I'm dying, uh, with a yellow star in the middle. Hmm. I have to look up if you want a location, but it starts with a C. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna need Africa. Starts with a C. Oh, it could be, could be Congo. Ends with an N. Okay, so it is definitely not, not Congo. Congo. Not the Congo. <laughs> um. <laughs> Verified, not the Congo. <laughs> Twitter, not verified. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's not Chad, obviously. Um, oh, yeah, I love me some Chad. <laughs> oh, ends with an N. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man! Really? Five. Central Africa. That probably doesn't help, but well, that's right where like Congo is. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, um, I got nothing. Oh, you, Tanner. Uh, this won't help you. Uh, but there's a famous clip of a guy that says, For all my friends out in Cameroon. Cam- oh, Cameroon. Cameroon. Yeah. I should know that. That's where Joel Embiid's from. Man, that's an L. All right. Next country, red, blue, and white. Uh, in Europe, not England. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to see a name that I can... Pronounce here at least to help. Um, Draco Lazovic, Dusan Tadic, Draco, Luka Jovic. What color? Red, white, and blue. Where at? (laughs) This has got to be like some Slavic country because some of those names. It starts with an S. Slovenia. No. Really. Soviet Union? I don't know. Wait, wait. That's where I'm at right now, Dan. I, 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 it's the last pitch effort right here. Serbia. Oh, see, I knew it was one of those, like, some Slavic country like that. Dang. <laughs> Joe those, just wants to end it. With those <laughs> names. The mic. With those names. Dan, you weren't <laughs> pronouncing them right. Those are, like, the Jovic. It's probably pronounced Jovic, but, uh, like. Jovic. Uh, I, you know, I'm American. Jovic. It's like why I was sick. I'm sick. I have an excuse here. <laughs> Maybe. What? I don't know. Dan, you're more than recovered. Come on, buddy. I'm more than recovered? I don't know. Um, This country starts with an S. Red and white. 
always, always the the guy who doesn't want to get involved. Switzerland. Correct. Hey, all right. The middleman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever I get into an argument, I'm Switzerland. That's actually true. Um, <laughs> next country: red, yellow, and green with a black. <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, black star in the middle. We're at. Africa. Hmm. This might be the Congo. With a G. Oh. So it's not Congo. Guave. Guave? No. That, no, that's not. No. That's, it might be a fruit. Yeah, guava is a guava fruit. Is yes. a fruit. <laughs> yeah. Guave. Oh, is it? <laughs> that's the plural All for right. guavas. <laughs> I'm going to guess. Our first guess, Ghana. Yeah. Nice. Woo! Let's go. Boom. Next country, Europe, green and red, Cristiano Ronaldo. Hmm. Joe, you said this also at one point. Portugal. Portugal. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. I believe this, we are in the final group. Woo! <laughs> uh, white, black, blue, and red. Starts with an S. Hmm. Two words. I'm like Asia. Oh, um. I think I said the Soviet Union earlier. No, that's, that's not, not it. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, not a it, thing Joe. Since the 1980s, <laughs> uh, might be coming back. Pending. I mean, no, <laughs> we're not getting into that. Where's more show? You want to do that? Tune in somewhere else. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're not talking about that. Come on, guys. Hmm. Come on. I, I have complete confidence in you. Well, clearly that's not enough. <laughs> it's yeah. not working. It's not happening. What is a- it again? Asia S? S, two words. Where in Asia? South or north? South. South Asia. Southeast? Uh, <laughs> we get by the specific? water. <laughs> by the water. Okay. By it's the a border country. S- uh, I was thinking Singapore, but that's one word. Ooh. Second word starts with a K. So, ah, um, oh my god, guys! There's so I expected so much more. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe not that much yeah, more, but no, just a little. Lower bit. the expectations, all right? It's, no, the, it's like with the Sabers, man. We're all getting all giddy after the seven to ten start. No, you lower your expectations. I did not. Oh, especially gosh. on countries, guys. Not even like I'm naming players or we're doing a bracket or anything that you would know nothing about. I am drawing a blank here, as bad as it is to say. South Korea. You 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 basically got it with the South. I that's why I gave you water. That's why I couldn't give you I I didn't know exactly. Yeah, that one is that's inexcusable. I mean we should be able to come up with that one. That's bad. Especially with Kim Jong un up in the north. Like come on. (laughs) That's that is horrific. Hillsbury go boy. Uh, that was horrendously bad that we missed that one. Uh this is fun. (laughs) This is fun just to see you guys try hard. Um Yeah, it's real fun. (laughs) (laughs) If only we were streaming this. Oh, I could just see the faces going viral. Um, white, blue, and yellow. South America starts with a U. Uruguay. Correct. Nice. 
That was lightning quick. Holy cow. You guys have survived. That's it? That's it. Oh, oh man. What was our record? We survived and lived to tell about it. Give me a second to bring up the tally here. I, I did it on a separate document. Plus, I missed a couple. <laughs> um, I, I will say you guys got a good 20 right. I would say without the super extreme help, I will say you got about 20 right. You know, I was thinking of doing a bracket, you know, because there is a bracket. So you guys just want to do like rock, paper, scissors for a bracket or who has the cooler sounding country name? The <laughs> cooler flag? Sure. Sure. You don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Like that, I, I know. This that's is the just, issue. Do we want to pick just do? No. Well, well, do we just want USA to win? How about this? I'll give you the winner. Yeah. South Korea. Yeah, that clearly means you know nothing. Mm-hmm. Terry, no, you, you want to pick USA. a winner out of the countries? Um, let's see. You know, here. Messi, Ronaldo. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go Portugal because all my homies love Portugal. Like, obviously, you know. Wait, Ronaldo's still there, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. You got Last Ronaldo. Even even though she has nothing to do with it, Katie Billerini's playing basketball over there in Portugal. So I'm gonna go with Portugal because I got ties there, and like I said, all my homies love Portugal. And I'm gonna go with the USA, USA baby. Even though they're not gonna win, but I'm gonna pick them anyway. Joe, you look so defeated after that game. I, I am defeated. I mean, that was just that was blasphemous. I, I can't believe I couldn't put my foot on South Korea at one point. You know, like, that's just. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. But I don't, I mean, maybe I'll look into soccer next. I dipped into lacrosse, really liked it. Maybe I'll look into soccer, you know? Uh, I guess we could get out of soccer now. I, I guess we could take a break from it. Maybe I'll just talk about when, you know, United States wins something. Because they do start the 20th. They start this weekend. Who? The World Cup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing the commercials. That's why I wanted to do something for it. Mm-hmm. You're just giving me that, like, why did we play that no, game? No, no, no. I actually, you're, I didn't mind me that. that I did joke. better. Honestly, going into that, I said, this is going to be a catastrophe. Like, but Tanner and I got to some that were pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a total failure. South Korea yeah. really, really. The really... Jeopardy music kind of made it work, though, too. I, I will say, you guys didn't want the Jeopardy music. Well, I thought you were going to do it, like, starting it after every question. And I was like, that's just, no. that's, that's, that's a lot to co- collaborate there, you know? All right. I, we can head back to the real football now. The American football. The better um, version. You see that turnout in Germany? Yeah. <laughs> real football. Real football. <laughs> the Bills released their injury report right before we finish our show here. Josh Allen limited with the right elbow. Mm-hmm. Jermaine Edmonds did not practice with the groin heel. Kyer Elam was limited with the ankle. Reggie Gilliam did not practice with the illness. Jake Kumro did not practice with an ankle. Cam Lewis did not practice with the forearm illness. Take the forearm off of Cam Lewis. I've seen enough of it. He's fine. He's sick. Get rid of the forearm. Matt Milano out because of an illness. He's got the cold. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Dan gave it to him. I can't. Gave him hey, the disease. Hey, if I had the honor of giving a famous football player a disease, I, I would be honored. Maybe. 
I don't know. Dan's going to walk up to the Bills at some practice and just cough all over him. <laughs> 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 right, Josh right Allen. Adam. Yeah. Uh, Von Miller did not practice because of a new injury called vet rest. Mm. Uh, Jordan Phillips mm. did not practice with the illness. Jordan Poyer was limited with his elbow. He's close to coming back. Greg Rousseau did not practice with his ankle. Roger Saffold didn't, or was limited with vet rest and a shoulder. And then Tim Settle did not practice with an illness. Joe, I, I maybe you got him sick. I don't want to blame it all on me here. I very you know, well could have. Could it be like Even a 50-50 here? I, no, I want to take full blame of getting the bill sick in case if I did. Joe, what are your thoughts about the snow for this weekend? I'm going to be honest with you. I Buffalo, it snows. I, I That game against the Colts back way back when, prime Shady McCoy. I mean, come on. What a game to watch on TV. He was tearing through it. I just hope we at least wear all blue. I don't want to see any white on us if it's going to be snowing that bad because well, someone's, someone's getting lost. Someone's getting lost. Someone's getting lost. You saw the Colts. They were all white. That well, was the yeah, worst. You could not see like, them. But wouldn't that be like our advantage? No. Not if we're wearing white. Why? Who? We're playing the Browns. They're going to wear probably all brown. This might be a color rush game. Maybe. Yeah, I think this. I they might do this as a all orange or all brown and red. It's a pretty big difference, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I don't know why a color rush is red. I like the all blue as the color rush, but, you know, what are you going to do? All right, that's <laughs> going to do it for our show here on the today. Here on uh, today. Here on today. I, I tried the wonderful Wednesday, Joe. I tried the alliteration. Oh, it didn't did you? work. No, Funky Friday is just Funky Friday goated. is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Tanner, shout out your socials. Uh. If you want to see my dashing good looks on Instagram, I'll start out with IG because I always start out with Twitter. It's Tanner <laughs> underscore Saunders 2000. And if you want to tweet at me and tell me how bad I am of my geographical knowledge, that would be at TJ Saunders 2000. If you want to see my less dashing looks, you can find me on Instagram at Joe Callie. And if you want to, you know, again, like Tanner said, roast for geographical knowledge, I'm, I'm at the Buffalonian on Twitter. You verified. may <laughs> verified, yes, verified, or you yeah. could say verified, but <laughs> you you may or may not find this uh, show on the <laughs> internet anytime soon. Uh, you can follow slightly me slightly edited version, slightly <laughs> edited version. Uh, you can find me at double underscore d capital WBMY. Thank you for listening to Blitz on 91.3 FM, WBNY, Buffalo, Buffalo's original alternative since 1982, brought to you by the Buffalo State Studio Activity Fee. We'll see you in the next one. See you later.